Greetings and welcome to the From Me To You show. I'm Dr. Clark along with the Cowboys always and we're getting ready to uh, share a little information, give a little insight, give you an opportunity to get some paper and pencil, ink, pen. Uh, maybe you have a little electronic device you want to take some notes with on your computer and, and all those beautiful things in life. But we welcome you to the From Me To You show and we call it a little thinking out loud and today's topic just really want to focus in on let's look at how do you view you let's do it like this how do you view you i want to talk about getting in touch with yourself getting in touch with your uh, basic needs of life getting in touch and understanding your human development in different areas around your growth and also this information to help you uh, have some insight into your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and just the lifespan in itself, just living. And just want to just kind of focus in on that. And how do you view you? Uh, we're pretty good at looking at other people and making suggestions and giving advice and making comments and even sometimes to the point of getting into the world of judgment in which we know we need to stay out of that world of judging. But um, today is just really some self-awareness on how do you view you. And, and sometimes we make comments and different things like, okay, a, I want to do this. When I grow up, I want to do this. When I can do that, that, and all these different things like that. But we need to just pause just for a little bit, take a good look at ourselves, stand in front of the mirror, and do an inventory and just say, okay, uh, how, how do I really interact with people? How do I respond with people? And I'm going to give you a few things that you can you can ask yourself. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just really about some self-awareness and seeing where you are. And, and you can go from there in life. Uh, think about this one right here. In your communication, are you communicating clearly with others? And is it easy for you? to communicate with others, to share and identify your needs, your wants? Uh, are, you, are you able to, to speak what it is you want to uh, talk about? Are you willing to listen on what it is that you're talking about, uh, that you are addressing in, the com- in everyday conversations, especially in, in the home front? A lot of times we, we, we just take for granted that people understand what it is we're talking about, Uh, They understand our wants, they understand our needs, and we really haven't made those really, really clear. So are you communicating clearly with others? Is it easy for you? Uh, Do you enjoy even engaging with other people, even being around other people, talking to other people? Uh, We know that we spend a lot of time uh, doing some self-talk, talking to ourselves, thinking to ourselves, and uh, then when we get around other people, do we really, really express our true self do you really really express your true self and who you really are and do you even even know so those kind of things just want to bring before you things that all of us go through so how do you view you uh, are you proactive in in constructive con- criticism let me put it like that are you proactive in constructive criticism in other words a lot of people can give it but can you receive it? Can you take it 
back and somebody give you some uh, constructive criticism on some things? Are you, are you in a position where you can receive it? Somebody's saying right now, well, it all depends on who it's coming from. Okay, we understand that. But I'm just saying, are you open to receiving, to listening to some constructive criticism? And then, do you value yourself? Everybody, everybody is somebody, but I find a lot of times that people have trouble uh, taking care of themselves. And then I always try to encourage them to do this. I said, look, if you take care of you, it's not selfish. It's just self-care. If you take care of you, then you are in a position where you can take care of other people. But if you do not take care of yourself, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to be in a position where you can help somebody else along the journey. And like on today, really just want you just to look at yourself and say, hey, how do you view you? And if you take that time out just to do that, and I've talked about this on different occasions, different people, different groups, different presentations, different populations of people, uh, people in education, psychology, people in the, the prison system, just a variety of different populations. And, and everybody wants to, everybody needs to take time out and just look at themselves and say, okay, look, are my physical, my physiological needs being met? Do I have food, water? Do I have warmth? Can I get, am I in a place where I can rest? Are my basic needs being met? Are my safety needs being met? Security, you know, just safety. Do I feel safe in, in my home environment? In the place where I, I live, do I feel safe on my job? Uh, does my child feel safe at school? We have to address those needs. So safety is very, very important to us. And when we when we don't have that safety, we tend to get a little uneasy. Our defense mechanisms, our defense kicks in. We kind of, if not careful, we'll even get paranoid about is this safe? That's safe. Can I go in and out of my house? different things like that. My car is going to be all right outside. Just we can find different things to to address safety on. Okay, so are my safety needs being being met? And then those esteem needs, the the prestige and the feeling of of accomplishment, uh, the feeling of achievement, the uh, the feeling of getting something done, completing a task. Those esteem needs, that that value, that self-worth, that self-concept. How do you see yourself? How do you feel about yourself? Those things right there are very, very, very important to your lifespan, to your living, and to your life, and to your daily, daily living. Those esteem needs. And then actually uh, fulfilling those needs. Getting those physiological needs met, those safety needs met, those belongingness and love needs met. You know, those uh, intimate relationships, those friends, the family, those belonging and love needs are also in that essence part of that. Okay? So, again, if you take a little time out on today and just simply look at you and slow down, breathe a little bit, be calm, and understand everything doesn't have to happen just right now. And all you don't do today, hey, you can do tomorrow. And if, if not, it's okay. If you can get to that point right there where you can just kind of slow down a little bit and just and just relax. Because see, we're all we're all humans in our human condition. We're all people. 
And we, we have a, a physical development about us. We have a social development about us. We have an emotional development about us. We have a moral development about us. And we have a cognitive development about us. And I could continue to go on, but those are not just those basic areas, those basic areas of progression and growing those different uh, different parts of our life, okay? And these are the areas as well as for us as adults to go through and our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, our young people have to go through as well. So we have to address the physical, the social, the emotional, the moral, and the cognitive. And if we would just look at those different areas of development, it would surely, surely help us all uh, have a better understanding of each other and where we are in this in this life that we're living, and and we're all we're all living, we're all going going through. God wants us to to live and not just exist. And I just had to I just had to interject that I couldn't couldn't go on any further without interjecting that because everybody is somebody. Everybody is somebody. All right. So as we look at those biological and physiological needs, the air, the food, uh, water, shelter, the warmth, the sleep, all those things, the safety needs, the protection from the elements, security, the order, the law, stability, all these things that, that make society, that encourages society to go forward. We have to address those things in our, in our living uh, the love and belongingness needs, the friendship, the intimacy, the acceptance, receiving and giving, affection and love, the affiliating with other people, uh, being part of a group of family and friends in our workplace. Those things are very, very important to us, and we have to acknowledge that, work on that, and it's going to put you in a better place in life where you can really, really enjoy yourself. And those esteem needs, uh, and I'm elaborating on these as we go through. Uh, those esteem needs, the self-esteem, the value that you place on yourself, the self-worth, how do you feel about you, which is often an area to just really, really often overlook. We'll spend some time on our behavior sometime looking at it. We'll even spend some time on thinking sometime. But uh, that, that what we call in psychology the affective domain, A-F-F-E-C-T-I-B-E, that emotional part of us is often overlooked. And that is the area that we really, really need to be in touch with. That the, 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 that area of esteem, those emotions, those uh, the value that we place on ourselves, uh, the independence, the status, the dominance, the prestige, all those things come into play there, the responsibility. And while we're on this, might as well just, just let me just interject this. I really want to drive this home about our emotions and being in touch with our moods and behaviors and situations and thoughts. Uh, we we go through feelings of being afraid. How do you how do you respond to that? How do you inter- interact with being afraid of a a a thing, a, a situation, or something, a thought? What do you, what do you do with that? That's what we're talking about. So how do you view you all right afraid what do you do with that take a little note right now and you can go back to it later on when you have more time but just write the word down afraid what do i what do i do with that have you ever had the conversation with your your children 
young people about being afraid? What what do they do with that? How do they process being afraid? How do they uh, what is their defense mechanism? What is their defense approach to being afraid of something? Those are things we're talking about. And if, and if you really want to get into detail, uh, I, I never promote and book anything like that. But I can tell you right now, uh, I need to do a better job of doing that. People will contact me. But if you just simply type in my name and then type in the book Human Condition, and it's a self-awareness work, workbook, that's what it is, and you can go online and uh, get it on Amazon, and you can even uh, download the book and all that beautiful things in life. But I'm just really not a marketing person. I just kind of sat down and I just wrote the book. Uh, this to a lot of people needing some help, and that's where really where that came from. I'm just not really a marketing person. Different times I go, different places I go. I'll take the book and I'll sell some while I'm there, but I really don't do a good job of promoting it, and I'll just be honest with you on that. And that's okay, and that's what we're talking about right here. How do you view you? But if you really want to get the book, just type in my name in Google. Dr. Charles H. Clark Jr. Then put human condition beside it and it's going to pop up and you can get it. Ah, you can simply just uh, contact me. I'll be more than glad to get a copy to you and we'll go from there, okay? But anyway, the, the human condition that we're all living in, that we're all human. I haven't met any aliens yet. I'm from another planet. We're all humans. And today we just want to take a little time out and to get a little self-awareness, look inside of you and say, okay, how do you view you? Uh, afraid was the word that we we started with. I'll give you another one. As a matter of fact, I'll just give you some more, okay? Afraid, aggravated. What do you do with aggravation? Do you take it out on other people? Uh, do you process it and resolve it? What do you do with that? Uh, angry, when you're angry, what do you do with your, your, your angriness? When you're anxious, okay, what do you do with that? Ashamed, how do you, how do you uh, cope with being ashamed? How do our young people cope with being ashamed? Or what if a, a, your child doesn't make the grade that they had hoped to make on the test, at least uh, 100 or 99, 98, uh, maybe they make a 60 on it this time. And now they're just really ashamed to, tell you that they made a bad grade or they just never tell you at all. But what do they do with that when they, when they are ashamed? How do we process that? Are you having a conversation about it? Are you having a conversation about it? That's, that's where we're going. All right. Uh, what do you do with being assertive? What do you do with being burdened? When you, when the weight feel like the weight of the world is, is on you, you feel like you're just holding on to that, that last string, that last little hope, that last little glimpse what do you do with that when you're burdened? Uh, bravery, when you're brave, how does that work out for you in life? When you're brave, do you take unnecessary risks when you're brave? Uh, do you use the bravery for the good? Uh, how do you calm yourself? Yeah, that's another word we need in our life to to just simply calm myself. Sometimes I see people in, uh, you know, just at, I'll say like Walmart or different places like that, just say uh, businesses, okay, and the other people are there. And sometimes we act like we are the only person there to be uh, for the customer to take care of. And then we, we, we don't interact well. We don't remain calm. We lose it. Uh, somebody gets in front of you, uh, maybe at the gas pump. So how do you go about being calm? A lot of times we would just stop 
and just breathe, then we can kind of get a little grip on the situation. And sometimes you have to simply tell yourself, you know what, it's really not about me. It's just really not about me. And calm down. It'll save you a whole lot of heartache and pain later on if you just just be calm. Just calm yourself, all right? Cautious. What do you do about cautiousness? And what do you do about uh, challenge? When you're challenged, when you're cheerful, cherished, comforted, contented, creative, curious, depressed, embarrassed, energized. And, and I'm, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to go back to uh, depressed. Uh, we, we really have to get and understand that it's okay to seek help when we feel in these, these moments of depression. And it's all right to reach out to other folks, let other folks know where you are, people that you can confide in, and even uh, mental health people, professionals to help you. And so that you just won't stay there stuck. That's what happens. You get stuck. And uh, but just take care of that. Don't just ignore it and say, okay, you know, it's, it's going to go away. Just just take care of it. All right. Uh, when you're envious, see all these emotions, these moves, and different things that we go through, and how they affect our behaviors, and how they affect our situations, and how they affect our thoughts and our daily living. Uh, being excited, being furious, feeling guilty. Guilty is probably one of the toughest, the toughest things to to get through when when you know that you're guilty and you're trying to work through that guilt, right? And, and sometimes you just need some some professional help to help you get get through that. Uh, when you're grumpy, when you're happy, when you're hopeful, when you're humiliated, when you're hurt, when you're indifferent, and notice that I'm. I'm giving you just a mix of moods, right? because these different mixes of moods affects our behaviors, our situations, and our thoughts. So you have to look at yourself and go, how do I, how do you view you? I have to look at myself. How do I view myself? Place it back on me. All right? Self-awareness. You have to put it on you, some self-awareness. Uh, a lot of times when people are grieving, sometimes it's hard for the people on the outside to understand your your bereavement, to understand where you are in your in your grieving. And then it's often hard for you to communicate that. I even have the willingness to want to communicate where you are in that grieving process. I just want to get those things in front of us and help us. And a lot of times, especially uh young children, when when they're in a, in a in grieving, and they don't even know that that's really what they're going through. But we as adults, a lot of times, we just take it that they just know, and they're going to be all right, and they're just going to bounce back from it. But they need to they need to sit down and express themselves. And I, I hope that you'll take today and do just that. Your family member, friends, uh, people that you know, and just want to sit down for a minute and uh, just kind of talk it through, bring it up. Again, we're looking at how do you view you. Uh, there are times when we are insecure, irritated, lonely, loved, mad, optimistic, overwhelmed, panicked, peaceful, positive, 
Uh, I give you some more. Uh, pessimistic. Prepared. You can get a whole lot done in life with some preparation. If you'll just prepare yourself for those things that are in front of you. Proud, ready for change. And and I'm going to say a little bit about this one. Ready for change. Because, see, change is going to happen. Change is going to come. Change is it's one of those things about life that's just going to be there. And it's all about being ready, ready for the change. Being willing for the change and understanding that change is not, not a bad thing. Change is not a bad thing. You just have to look at it and see where you're going with it and be ready for it. And sometimes you have to look at it and ask a tough question like, okay, is this really, really necessary? Because it may not be. It may not be the change that you need. All right? Uh, regretful, relieved, renewed, sad, self-confident, shameful, skeptical, sorrowful, worried, and even suicidal. And if you ever have any suicidal thoughts, please, please, please seek some professional help immediately. Don't just don't just kick that away, push that to the side. Please, please reach out and get some professional professional help. Some of these uh, behaviors that we uh, encounter in life, uh, actions, I put it like that, uh, things that you do on this today, how do you view you? Some behaviors, we, we do some thinking, that's a behavior, y'all. Uh, singing, that's a behavior. Crying, that's a behavior. Eating, that's a behavior. Sleeping, that's a behavior. Just want to get those things out in front of us so we can look at it and help ourselves grow as a person, as people, and gain a, a better understanding, a deeper understanding of yourself. A stretching is a behavior. Arguing is a behavior. All right? It always takes two people to argue. <laughs> if you if you be quiet and the other person stops talking, hey, the argument is, is, is over, really. Uh, lying down, watching TV, reading, writing, walking, relaxing. Somebody said, relaxing is a behavior. I said, relaxing is a behavior. Because some people find it very, very hard to relax even when they get home or get in the house or get situated. I even tell themselves this. You know what? This is all I'm going to do today, which is going to be nothing. I've done everything I need to do. It's time for me to shut it down. And then their mind is still still racing, still going, just still trying to figure out what's the next thing to do. How they actually get up and start working on it when they could have just waited to, to, until tomorrow, even another day. But some people find it very, very hard to relax. And these are just some of the, the things that I go out and present on and uh, talk to different people about and do workshops, do a lot of one-on-one addressing these things. I found that people just really, they, they, they open up more when it's just a one-on-one situation. You can have a group of 50, 70, 100 people and they're going to be a little bit reserved because of the amount of people there and the other people there. And some of the topics that they get on, they may not want to share out loud. It just depends on the the, the setup of the presentation. Uh, I have done presentation where I'm just simply there really to walk you through the process. And I don't take any questions. And I may take a few at the end, but it's mostly for you to gather and get information. And then there are workshops where I do six hours, and it's all day long from 8 to 3 or 9 to 4, 
even some afternoon people done things from three to six, different things like that. But you have to have a, a, a set amount of time set out to to address that, to do that, to actually do a, a I call it personal development uh, workshops is what I call it. And we, we pick topics like this and we walk through it and work through it. Uh, people like to work on leadership, different things like that. People like to work on self-awareness, those things like that. And today we're just looking at how do you view you? Some other behaviors uh, that we have, we, we stopped at relaxing, concentrating. Concentrating can be a very challenging, hard thing to, to do. But if you practice it and put it into effect, instead of always trying to hurry up and come up with a uh, decision or something immediate, because our society has us in what I call a microwave, we, we want it right now. But sometimes we just need to concentrate, just stop, pause, concentrate on what it is, get focused on what it is that we want to do, how we're going to do it, and do I even need to do it, all right? But just concentrating. Uh, daydreaming is a behavior. Nothing wrong with daydreaming. Daydreaming is good for you. It gives your mind a little escape. You think you've been gone a long time, but you've only been gone just for a little while. But daydreaming is a good thing. Counting, smiling, that is a behavior. Smiling can add years to your life. Uh, it'll just help you, your body, physiologically, overall. It'll just help you if you smile. Your whole your whole body will just relax and calm and your blood pressure and everything just by you smiling especially when you're interacting with other people and you put a smile on, you'll draw people that want to be around you and you'll want to be around them. And that's just part of some of our behaviors. Uh, waiting is a behavior. you got to know how to wait. Uh, a lot of times we get to places and we want some immediate service, we want an immediate thing done, or we want to make this phone call, and we they got us all this automated world now. We got to push this number to get there, push that number to get there. So we have to learn how to even wait. And, and as adults, if we're having trouble waiting, then our children, if we're not talking to them about waiting, about patience, about knowing how to wait through a situation, through, uh, through life challenges, it's going to be pretty tough. So we need to have that conversation on how to wait, how to build up that patience. Uh, praying, praying. Oh, yeah, praying. You, you got to stop. You know, hey, you got to pray, pray. Talking. Is a behavior. Take in medicine is a behavior, and this one, this one I see a lot with our, with our elderly population, our senior citizens, and I will talk to their grown-up children about their taking medication and how to help them make sure that they take their medication, how to get it laid out daily, and we're all familiar with this, but I, I really want to drive this home a little bit because I don't think we pay enough attention to it until after something happens. When they do not take their medication as scheduled and get behind, or they take too much of the medication trying to make up for being behind, or they just simply just forget, or they just get delivered and just don't take it. So we, we have to get in there and have that conversation and making sure that they're taking their medications and that it's the medication that they actually need. And sometimes you get to go into three or four different doctors and you're not communicating well just what medications they are taking 
And I found that to be an issue right there. And the other doctor didn't know that they were taking this. And then once they get everything together, I'm just telling you from real life, once you get everything together, then the doctor, then they find out, the doctors find out, okay, we don't need this one. We don't need this one. We don't need this one. This one's doing the same thing that that one right there is doing. We don't need that one. And then now the, the person is in a better, better situation. They're really just getting just the medications that they need. A lot of time it's less. So just please, please take that right there into consideration and then look at that, please. Uh, another behavior, explaining. How do you go about explaining yourself, explaining different situations? Is it just your way and that's it? Is there a conversation that can be can be had? And all these things that help us in our daily living, uh, how do you go about complaining? Complaining is a behavior. Learning is a behavior. Cleaning it's a behavior. Yeah, cleaning, cleaning, remembering. Got to, you got to concentrate on remembering. You got to want to remember. Cooking, helping, and even listening, listening. Out of all the things that you can do immediately in life, listening has to be at the top of my list of all the things that you can start with, self-management, self-awareness, self-regulation, just anything with self-care. If you can just get to where you can start listening, that's gonna really, really, that's gonna really, really help you. It's just like right now, uh, we're, we're on, and the topic is how do you view you, and we've covered some areas already that you can identify with, and you're writing down, but you had to get to where you could listen, all right to you where you can get to and want to listen and be an active listener so that you can go back later and process some of these terms, some of these words, some of these feelings and moves, some of these behaviors, and then go, wow, okay, okay, so that's, that's where I am. That's where I am. When it talks about, we talked about ready for change, all right? How does that apply to you? How does that apply to your living? And then might as well, let me go ahead and tie all this in together, uh, we looked at the feelings and the moves. We looked at the behaviors. I might as well just type in, uh, write in situations because we all have to go through situations and circumstances in our daily living and our human condition. And in these situations, sometimes they're just places or sometimes they're just circumstances. I right? just want to be real practical on today and not so technical because I, I want us to to take this information and, and process it, use it, help you in your daily living, help your family, help friends, help others. And we, we can all benefit just from listening, all right? So let's look at these situations. Uh, cooking, cooking is a situation. Yeah, cooking. Uh, waiting for a friend at a restaurant is a situation. Somebody, somebody smiling right now and say, yeah, boy, I, when I tell you I'm going to meet you at a restaurant at a certain time, then I like for people to show up on time. And then somebody's probably saying right now, well, I only wait about five minutes. They don't show up then, then I'm gone. Well, okay, you have to figure out how long you're going to wait, what they're going to look like, and are you even going to let the person know that, hey, we said 11 o'clock, if you're not there by 11.05, then I'm going to go ahead on and order. Ah, I'm going somewhere else. Because, see, the whole thing may just, just fold up, all right? But those are things that we go through just in daily living, y'all. Um, it's like picking up somebody at their house uh, 
and you tell them you're going to be there at 12, and you're there at 12, and they stick their head out and tell you, okay, it's going to take me about another 10, 15 minutes, and I'll be right out. Okay, what are you going to do with that? All right. So waiting for a friend at a restaurant, walking in the neighborhood, do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? Are you willing to walk in your neighborhood? All right. I mean, those are just everyday things that sometimes get on our minds. And we have to think it through and pause for the cause and say, yeah, you know what? I feel real good walking in my neighborhood. I know my neighbors. I know the people. They know me. We pass each other. May not know your name uh, and everything, but we wave. I see you. You see me. Uh, I've been here a while. You've been here a while. I've just been here recently. But nevertheless, walking in the neighborhood, go back to that safety need again. Do you feel safe? Uh, just hanging out with your friends, uh, helping a neighbor. Are you willing to even help a neighbor? Sometimes we live beside people, and all we do is wave. And sometimes we may not even do that. All right? It just happened to be a person who is living next door to you, and we identify them as neighbor, but we may not be neighborly. Can I put it like that? All right. Uh, sometimes just reading on the couch, just sitting down on your couch, reading, uh, listening to your music, shopping at the grocery store, making telephone calls. Uh, I, I think people, our young folks, they're, gonna, they're going to be texting more than actually talking uh, Others, older, I'll just say, older people will spend time on the phone talking. It's going to be somebody that they're really, really uh, connected with for a long conversation. But other than that, they're going to get right to the point, get on it, get off of it, and they're going to move on. But making telephone calls, uh, going to sleep in your bedroom, uh, waiting for the bus. Uh, that's, that's a situation, waiting for the bus and then making sure that you are there when the bus pulls up, because one thing about it, nine times out of 10, I'm going to say 99.9 times out of 100, the bus is going to be on time. It may be you or me that's running late. Uh, looking at magazines in the waiting room, visiting the bank. Some of us just really not, you know, really not, just really don't want to go to the bank. We, we, we've gotten to the world now where we've got all these technologies and now you can online, you got your apps, you can check it on a daily basis. It'll give you an alert, this, this, and that. So some of us don't even see any point even going to the bank. You got your check going, direct deposits and all that. So I personally still like to walk into the bank. I like to see faces, make connections, and different things like that. Uh, buying stamps at the post office. Yeah, somebody's saying, well, I really don't email any letters much. But there's still some people out there that mail letters. I do. And some others as well. But just buying stamps at the post office, you never know when you might need one. Just thought I'd interject that one in. Then, I don't want to leave this out. You got to have some humor in your life. And um, if, you, if you're not, if you, if you do not find yourself having humor, then you're going you're gonna to get bogged down. And always serious, you're going to get bogged down. Have a sense of humor. Develop a sense of humor. Learn to laugh. It's okay. Learn to smile. It's okay. All right, let the twinkle in your eyes show sometime. And then, as we looked at the feelings and moods and behavior and situations, just some of them, just something to get you, get you thinking, how do you view you? Let's look at our thoughts. Let's look at our thoughts. And inside of our thoughts, we've got these, Automatic thoughts, 
which we refer to as self-talk. And I want to spend just a little time on this self-talk. There seem to be some myths out there that people have spread over time. There's nothing wrong with you talking to yourself, thinking to yourself. There's nothing wrong. That's just an automatic thought. It's just self-talk. That's all it is. And it's, and it's fine. All right? It's fine. Uh, sometimes in our self-talk, we're going to point out some of the things that we look at, that you and I look at, that we visited. And we may be on right now, but I'll just give you a few little examples. Uh, one of those self-talk things, automatic thoughts may be, I can't do this. Yeah, that's that phrase sound familiar. We, we approach something, we dealt something, there's something before us, and then we're like, mm, I can't do this. I just, I can't do this. We're saying it inside of our head. It may not be coming out verbally, but you're saying it on the inside of your mind. It's a thought that's, that's running through there, and I can't do this. All right? Another one, I'll try. I'll try. Just a little self-talk. There's no use in trying. There's no use in trying. These are some of the thoughts that go on in our mindset. Let me do my best. Let me do my best. Uh, and if we have these thoughts going on, I, I want us to get this as grown-ups, as adults, and in our in our lifespan, in our living, in our daily living. If we're having these self-talk moments and these automatic thoughts, then our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, our young people, our youth, that they're having these same type of self-talk going on. And sometimes they just really need to sit down with an adult, with a person, and say, hey, this is what I'm, this is what I'm thinking about this particular situation or this particular circumstance. This is what's going on in my mind. If we could just engage in some conversation, ooh, that could save us a whole lot we could just really, and, and I'm big on, I'm big on that. I, I try to get that across in my presentation, workshops, and all. You, you got to engage in some conversation, some meaningful conversation, and uh, I just hope that we will take that and do just that. That would, that would really, really help all of us in our human condition. Uh, another automatic thought of self-talk is uh, I can deal. With this problem one step at a time. I can deal with this problem one step at a time. Everyone will laugh at me. Everyone will laugh at me. And I'm saying these twice on purpose because I wanted to soak in because this is our some of some of the phrases, some of the comments, some of the thoughts that we have in our self-talk. And I want us to relate to that and think about that and then take it and apply it to your daily living, and talk to your young people. Talk to your young people in your household, outside your household, your family, your friends. Talk to our young folks and help them with their self-talk, the ideas and things they have going on in their minds. Be there for them. Be there for them. All right? Uh, I have good ideas. I have good ideas. I've never been able to succeed. I've never been able to succeed. I don't know how many times that I've worked with young people uh, in my 30 years of working with young people that I've heard them express that 
verbally after we sit down where we can talk and we, we build a, 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 some trust and some confidence and understand the confidentiality and they can relate to you and then they want to open up and talk and then they talk about, I've never been able to succeed. And, and I think about the students that, let me just put it like this. I'm just going to give it to you real. I think about the students that people don't think about. They just, they just think that those students just have it made in the shade and everything is just grand and great. But that student is sometimes just simply afraid to succeed. I know that that sounds a little bit, but I've met a whole lot of students over my time, of my living, in different populations, in different areas. And some just looking on the outside like they, they have it made. They, they're going in the right direction. They're doing the right thing. But when we sit down and have an engaging conversation, and then they say, you know, I'm just really concerned about what am I going to do in life? I'm really concerned about uh, you know, pleasing my my parents, my grandparents, uh, uh, somebody else in their, their family, a brother, a sister. Uh, they 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 wanted they wanted to be successful for somebody else, not so much for themselves, but somebody has expectations and they they've taken on those expectations, and it's really not the path that they want to take. They really want to do something else. And then some just afraid to succeed altogether. They're like, okay, so now I'm going to graduate high school. Okay, I'm going to uh, vocational school, a trade school. I'm going to college. I'm going to military. Uh, I'm going straight to work. Okay, what, what, what am I going to do? How what, what, and will I be successful? All right. So you just really, really have to address that self talk. I've never been able to succeed. I don't deserve to be. Loved. I don't deserve to be loved. I am worthy of more. I am worthy of more. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? I have valuable talents. I have valuable talents. So what if I don't live up to my expectations? So what if I don't live up to my expectations? I can do some things well, and there are some things I need to work on. I can do some things well, and there are some things I need to work on. And do, do we, in our daily living, do we tell our young people, do we encourage them, do we let them know, do we recognize the things that they're doing well? Are we able to offer some constructive criticism? Are we able to uh, to show this sense of belonging where we can have this kind of conversation where we can talk about just real life and what's really going on and how the wheels are really turning. Uh, do they feel safe? Do they feel confident in you? Do they trust you? Uh, do, 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 are, are you the person they can come to? Do they have a person that they can come to? All these things. And do you have a person that you can come to, that you can go to? All right? Because we all need, we need that. We need that. Uh, do you have a friend? Do you have a professional? Do you have somebody that you're willing to to reach out to? And we just looked at some of the, the thoughts, some of the examples of automatic thoughts and self-talk. And I don't want to leave this one out. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. That's another one of those 
self-talk, uh, actions that, that come out from time to time. Just sharing some of the things, y'all. And I could go on and on and on and on uh, just talking about how do you view you. And uh, I'm going to do this right now. Again, I'm not, not big on marketing like I told you before, but I know that somebody uh, heard me earlier and they may want to get the book on human condition. And that's the name of a human condition. It is a workbook that you can write in. It's set up to write in. And I will tell you this from experience. I've sold a whole lot of these books. And what people will email me or they'll call me and let me know. They say, ooh, I should have got, I, I need to get two more. I need to get three more because I can't let somebody have use my book because I've written in it and it's just personal things that apply to me. I said, that's what I was trying to tell you all from the get-go to get your own personal book because you're going to end up writing in it, journaling in it, commenting on different um, words and phrases, different things in there that they're going to only apply to you and you don't want others to to read what you're writing. So I highly encourage you to get your own book, but it's The Human Condition by Dr. Charles H. Clark, Jr. You simply type it in Google, it'll take you to Amazon, other book outlets, and you can order it and you go on from there. Uh, this has been a beautiful, beautiful day, I tell you. Beautiful day. Um, Dr. Clark, along with the Cowboys, always, and sometimes he just sits back and just listens in. I guess today is one of those days he just wants to just, just listen in. But uh, I sure do uh, appreciate him and love him. That's my brother, and he just keeps it, he keeps it going, and we make it work each and every day. Uh, really, really in, enjoy myself in the morning time when we, me and him get the tag team and, and we do the, uh, my radio sure sounds good to me. I get emotional just, just thinking about it because we just have so many things that we talk about and share. Some things y'all don't get to hear that while the music playing that we're talking about. But anyway, we appreciate all of you listening all the time. And uh, we just got different population, a lot of diversity out there. And we just appreciate you listening in. And then we get to come here uh, and do the From Me To You show. Uh, and we just pick different topics. They got a lot. You can also go on to uh, the Old School Company's podcast that we have. You can go to it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available on six different podcasts, outlets, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can just simply type it in Google, Old School Company, put Cowboy, Dr. Clark on that. Boom, it's going to pop up. And we have a lot of different episodes on there. And what we do on there, we we call it uh, Thinking Out Loud. Then we talk out loud about it. And it's just real, real short, some 10, 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes we interview different people. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to interject that while it was hitting me right now. I'm just built like that. We continue on the For Me To You show. And we've looked at the moves and behavior and situations. We looked at... Uh, just going to kind of recap it for you. The physiological needs, the safety needs, belongingness and love needs, the esteem needs. And according to Maslow, uh, the self-actualization is at the top of the pyramid. In other words, what he's saying is, according to Maslow, it's just a theory now. According to him, he's saying that most people never reach their full potential. And that's what Maslow is saying. And I challenge you to Gain some insight about your 
motivation, about your human motivation, about seeking fulfillment and change through your personal growth. I challenge you out there to fulfill all, all your needs and all the things that you're capable of doing. I challenge you to continue to grow in your personal growth, in your discovery uh, about, your, about your own life. All right? And uh, I challenge you to help your children, help the young people, help them. And then I challenge you to value yourself and understand that you are somebody. It, it doesn't matter what job you're working in. Doesn't matter where you're living, you know. Everybody is somebody. You have to have value. You have to place value on yourself. Doesn't matter about what other people think. It only matters about what you do. All right. And if you just do that right there, uh, do this right here. I give you a few things that you can add to your daily living. Let's do it like this. Uh, see yourself efficient. Let me put it like that. See yourself efficient. Accept yourself for who you are. Accept yourself for who you are. Be in touch with your thoughts and your actions. Be in touch with your thoughts and your actions. Uh, don't take things so personal. And you say, well, okay, how do I go about doing that? If you look at the issue, if you look at the challenge before you, if you even look at the problem that's presented before you and just deal with those issues and not take it and make it self-centered, okay? Not make it personal and then just resolve those issues that are in front of you. Uh, Have and develop a sense of humor about you. Have and develop a sense of humor. For some reason in our society, that our society has placed this this little thing here that if you laugh, then you're silly. If you laugh, if you if you're funny, people won't take you serious, and all that. That's that's just a society thing, okay? Forget about that. You get your little sense of humor now, all right? You'll be just fine. Uh, be able to look at life objectively. Be able to look at life objectively. And when I say objectively, I'm talking about be able to see the big picture in things. Don't all don't don't get so pessimistic, so closed minded, so tunnel vision that you only just see the specs and all the problems all the time. See the big picture. See beyond the specs, all right? Uh, be creative in what you do. And and take a chance on things, on doing things in life. You just never know until you do it. Sometimes you got to do what we call unconventional things. You got to think outside the box. Just do something a little bit, a little bit different. That's all you got to do, just a little bit different. I, I'll take it and I'll put it on me. That way nobody be offended. Uh, this particular show from me to you, uh, we do not accept any f- phone calls, any call-in callers. A lot of shows are built on the call-in, and that's fine. That's fine. But this show is not built on the call-in. Um, this show is built on just giving out information for you to think about, you can research on, follow up on, apply to your daily living, that type of thing. And it, it, it and it's, I do it like this. And me and Cowboy talked about this. Do it like this. It's intentional not to have any phone calls because we want to keep the flow going. We want to keep it stay right there on the topic. Like today is how do you view you, and and it's okay to have different formats, all right. But this show, this is how it is set up. So there are no phone calls or anything. So I don't have to give out the number or nothing. It's just information. And appreciate you listening in. Just 
just list it in. Uh, the information is uh, theory-based, research-based, life-based, uh, based for humanity. That's why I'm always talking about the human condition because we're all human, right? Uh, also, here's some things you can do. Uh, be concerned uh, for the welfare of humanity. Be concerned for the welfare of others. Care about other people. Love other people. All right. Be capable of deep appreciation of basic life experiences. Be capable of deep appreciation. My word in life is appreciate. I, I like appreciate. You hardly ever hear me say I thank you. Thank you is a good word, but I when I say I appreciate you, I'm taking it uh, beyond the thank you. I want to show some extra, extra in there. That's just me. All right. Not trying to say anything at all. But that's just me. So when I say I appreciate you, that's what I'm saying. I'm genuinely, sincerely appreciate you. It's, it's a deep appreciation, all right? Uh, establish some deep, satisfying interpersonal relationships, all right? Get you a, get you a good circle of people that, to be around, a good circle of people to go to, a good circle of people that want to come to you. You need that in your life. You need a good, solid network, all right? Understand your peak experiences in life. You're going to have some ups and downs, some hills, some valleys, some things that are going to work and some things that are not going to work, but it's not going to be the end of you. All right. Understand that you need some time for privacy. Yeah, you got to get away from everybody sometime and just take a little break, a little meditation time. Just have to get away, time out, just a little something for you. Uh, sometimes I just simply say, I'm just looking at the world. And all I'm doing is taking the time out. I may be looking at ants walking around on the earth, okay? I may be looking at birds. I may just be sitting uh, in the movie theater, all right? And nobody else is even in there. It's 2 o'clock in the daytime, all right? But whatever your your privacy time is, your privacy place is, but you need that so you can re-energize, focus, reflect, Put a little reflecting into your life and think things over and, and, and look at it, all right? Uh, be democratic in your attitudes. And I'm not talking about politics. I'm not talking about politics. I'm just saying that be open. Be open to information. Be open to information. That's what I'm speaking on when I say a democratic attitude. Be open to information. Uh, anytime you find yourself knowing everything, just consider yourself an educated fool. Uh, I've talked... Uh, undergrad, uh, grad school, people working on masters, people working on EDS, educational specialists, and people working on doctors. I've served on doctoral boards and all those beautiful things in life. And I always tell them this. I said, look, anytime you find yourself knowing everything, just consider yourself an educated fool. And, and I mean that. You have to be open and willing to learn. And I learn something every day from people that I interact with, from people that I encounter. I learn something every single day. And um, just being here with Cowboy, I've learned so much these three years. It's just like, wow, I should get a degree, but uh, (laughs) should get a degree for as much as I've learned from him. But I I sure do appreciate him, sure do love him. And um, also... Be in touch with your moral and ethical standards. You, you've got to know, you've got to have some strong moral and ethical standards. How do you 
view you. You got to know where you stand. Uh, a lot of times people will try to call you out on your stance. You don't have to justify your stance. You just need to know where you stand. I'll say that again. You don't have to justify your stance. You just need to know where you stand. That's it. And if you do that right there, hey, you're good to go. Here are some things uh, I, I want to try to get in. Uh, try some new things in life. Listen to your own feelings and evaluate your experiences. Uh, be honest with yourself. Be prepared to be unpopular. Hey, it is okay. Be ready to absorb and to concentrate. Be like a child. Take in information. Absorb information. And if we'll just do the old things right there in life, we can get a whole, whole lot done. I promise you. Uh, from time to time, we we just call it simply thinking out loud on the For Me To You show. And today, we were just looking at how do you view you? And for the people out there that are going into leadership, I want to take on leadership roles. You don't, let me tell you this, you don't have to be the boss to be the leader. You don't have to be in charge to be the leader. You have to lead your life, okay? So here's a little bit to help you on leading your life, leading you. Be aware of your leadership strengths in those areas to strengthen. Be aware of your leadership strengths in those areas to strengthen. Be aware of your initiative to take on things. Be aware of your initiative to take on things. Be aware of how you build relationship with others in order to reach your, your goals in life. Be aware of how you build relationships with others and, and how you reach your goals in life. Uh, understand the underlying concepts of leadership. What is leadership really about? Understand those concepts in there. And that's a whole nother show by itself. Uh, be willing to adapt your, your leadership style to different situations. Be able to adapt your leadership style to different situations. That's why you have to know you. And then, what is your personal philosophy on leading, on leadership? What is your personal philosophy? And philosophy is just the love of wisdom. So how do you, how do you view you as we philosophize just a little bit? Right now, how do you view you? And there's no right or wrong. It's just a question before you. How do you view you? This is Dr. Clark, along with the Cowboy on the For Me To You show. Uh, we've had a great time today. And boy, how time does fly. I mean, just when you, you don't even realize it's like we've been here about, I don't know, about 10 minutes. But we do it. We do this every week. So feel free to tune in again. Like I said, you can always uh, just simply type us in old school company and listen to us uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And uh, be sure to catch us in the morning time and every morning from seven to 10 with my radio. Sure sounds good to me. Cowboy, I guess we're going to have to go ahead on and wrap it up. It's another beautiful day. And as always, life is good. You just have to have something to compare it to. Enjoy your day.